you're tuned in to the Three Pixels Podcast. This episode is sponsored by LSW Mindcards. Click the link in the description to find out how you can become more mindful of your thoughts and feelings and get the tools that you need to take back control of your happiness, focus on the present and spread positivity throughout your life. Hello and welcome back to the Three Pixels podcast. This is episode number three. And yes, we are still in virus situation. We're still very much at home. And this episode, like the last, may sound a little bit different to what you're used to, but the content quality will still be there and we'll try our best to make it entertaining. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'll pass over to Martin. Well, thank you very much. First, I think we should... Uh invite everyone obviously as you know i'm here ben's here but also as well as darby you are here as well hello hello how's it going all well considering the world has gone gone to it's all fine we're all we're all we're all not killed each other yet so we're all good knock on wood anyway this episode today is sort of wasn't really my intention however it's been built and built and i thought this would be a great episode talking about podcast and get an idea of what my colleagues here think might happen so how this came around was i was thinking about maybe putting a a facebook post down of 10 predictions i feel might happen in the next 10 or so years and i thought hey this would be a good idea for a podcast and then i start to thinking what happened in the previous decade what big events do we remember that happened uh, stuck to us um good bad in between i want to hear them so firstly i'd like to talk about the one that really came to mind was the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, erasing a 108-year championship drought, defeating the Cleveland Indians in Game 7 of the World Series in 2016. And this also reminds me of the Back to the Future prediction where they said they would win it in 2015, only a year off, who could believe that, which is something I want to talk about a bit later. Um, Darby, what was the thing that stuck to you last decade? I think one of the biggest standout events for my last decade was the great Pokemon Go summer of 2016, where the whole world just came together to play this game, and we all had fun, and nothing has ever been as peaceful since. And everyone went out more. (laughs) Remember when we all could go out more? It was just fabulous, though, wasn't it? We all gathered at parks, and there was just this great sense of community, and... Everyone shook hands and hugged. (laughs) But I remember in 2016, it was a nice, hot year. Uh, It wasn't the hottest of record, but that's always what played into its hand, and I will never forget going into town and just sweating my jimmies off just to get, um, like, a... I think it was a Blastoise or something, and still failed to get it. As well as it was uh, Ben's birthday as well in August. I still remember we went there and there was a big group of us just all playing Pokemon Go. So it was a huge, huge thing in 2016 and died to death a few months later. later. Oh, it, it took over the world for a moment. It, it was all everyone was talking about, all everyone was doing. It was the thing of the moment. Yeah, and it was great. Like, can you think of a more positive wonderful thing that has happened since and just taken over the whole world like that it's fantastic well let's find well let's find out ben what was the thing that that could top pokemon go in your opinion 
Well, I don't know about topping. I think we're all about, you know, sharing moments here. And that's what this episode is already about. But a big moment, and I think one that definitely shouldn't be glossed over, and I thought something a little bit different from what we've talked about so far, is in the music industry, um, Ed Sheeran not only broke a record for the decade, but broke a record for of all time. He was the largest grossing artist tour ever beat all records, set a new gold standard for uh, grossing tours, $736.7 million, not something to scoff at. And um, I'm sure that um, he uh, he's very comfortable right now at home in quarantine. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, Darby and I were contributing on that tour. We were we were there. We saw we saw him. We did. And you know what? He earned it. He did earn it. It was a very good tour. Very, very good tour. And for one man, it's an incredible achievement. And, uh, you know, considering that some of the, the greats up there in the list um, were full bands, you know, not just solo artists. Yes, uh, an absolute massive achievement there by Sheeran. But another achievement that comes to mind is Usain Bolt. He became the most successful Olympic sprinter in history, holding world records in the 100 metres, 200 metres, and the 4 by 100 metres relay. As well as talking about that, London became the first city to host the Olympic Games three times back in 2012. And that's something that I contributed with. And I, watched, I went to go watch the uh, ladies hockey and it was just an amazing atmosphere and we played i believe it was the chinese in the group stage and there were some moments in there that honestly just the crowd just gripped you the atmosphere just gripped you and it was one of those experiences that you know i could never replicate and and hopefully never does it was one of those personalized experiences the olympic games kind of took over the uk uh in a way that i think no one expected it was this whole feeling of coming together and no matter how interested you were in sports generally everyone got excited and everyone got involved and uh you just felt like um you know a, a, a one nation together um, no matter your differences, all supporting this one event, and it was it was crazy. And the the um, the crowds in the stadiums were incredible. And uh, feeling that, you know, and then clapping them along and in cheering and stuff, um, you know, in a very British way. We weren't doing it for anyone else. Like it was just for the for the Brits that were playing. You know, it's funny moments when uh, any of the other countries try to get the crowd going, and they're like, "No, we're okay, thank you." Uh, yes. that, that was a very British thing, and I love that. And uh, yeah, it's it's it. These things don't happen very often, and you really gotta and take note of them when they do. Well, obviously, um, Derby being America, should be happy to know in, in 2012, obviously, they, they won uh, the most gold medals with 46, uh, topping the chance, I think, for, uh, uh, again, the, the powerhouse that is um, America. But Britain's such a small island, well, a collection of islands, really, to come third in the medal table with 29 golds is a real achievement. And that, that slogan of an inspired generation really did come through, especially in later sports, uh, for sure. However, let's move on from there. Anything else that comes to your mind, either one of you at all? Well, you go back a couple of years and um, technology really um, took a leap forward. Um, we'd seen the iPhone um, a year earlier uh, and then uh, the iPad came in uh, 2010, a device that um, 
was actually planned before the iPhone, however, came out slightly later, um, really changed the way everyone kind of looked at um, devices and what they could do um, at home um, on a portable device, you know, changing it from something so small to something slightly bigger, you could start doing different kinds of activities. And now the iPad is almost um, just a word that people use to describe those type of devices like they do with the iPhone, you know. Uh, and I think even today, um, Android tablets have never really quite caught up. There is not as many great Android tablets as there are iPads. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, it, it, it's been a really big, successful product for uh, one of the biggest companies in the world. And also, I think, really started to make people think about how they work and where they work and introduced early on this kind of um, remote working and uh, be able to do things on the go um, that you weren't able to do before with a heavy laptop. Google Glass briefly popped into our lives and then disappeared without a trace. Yeah, that was an interesting um, thing for Google. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that, Darby? Were you interested when it came out? As, as a daily glasses user for most of my life now, I can safely say I was never tempted because they just looked so dumb. Right, right. And then <laughs> obviously, you know, that's augmented reality, but virtual reality uh, has, has been the one that really took off in this decade. Um, the Oculus Rift and um, the HTC Vive and many other devices like that and really taking off. Um, PSVR also comes to mind as well, just to kind of keep things even. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it started off from something that was a bit of a gimmick to something which relatively might still be considered a gimmick to some, but is a, a very much a viable gaming experience now. And um, there are many games and, and, and experiences to be had. And uh, I think that it's really come a long way. Uh, the future in it, not so sure. I don't know, into the next decade. But um, I think um, augmented reality is where I would keep my um, keep my attention looking forward. Yeah, I think VR is here to stay. I mean, even just as like a, a, a recreational business, it seems like they've done pretty well for themselves in our community. Here, there's a couple different businesses um, that just do VR, and I actually went to one um, with my for my brother's birthday a few years back. It was so cool. I enjoyed it so much. I got to like swim with whales, and I shot webs as Spider Man, and it was awesome. It was tight. <laughs> but let's move on from there a bit. Bit also was on technology and all across social media. You couldn't escape it. Is what color? was the dress. This actually came up at my dinner table only a couple weeks ago. To this day, we are oh, still debating it. Yes, I have only ever seen it as blue and black. How about you? Yeah, blue and black, always. I've seen it both ways. Um, I've looked at it sometimes and seen it one, looked at it the other and seen a different way. So I can totally see how people can see it both ways. It really depends on, um, I think, the environment you're looking at, light and what you've been looking at before. I think there's lots of things in there. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, there have been lots of illusions like that in the past, but none really took off in this kind of way. So it was interesting to see um, how it took hold of um, the world, really, for, for a brief moment there. Well, because we talk about dresses, we should also address the royal weddings that happened, two, in fact, that happened this decade. 
See, to me, it, it felt like the other day. I still remember the parties that uh, that happened in 2012 when it was Kate. I still remember my grandma, grandma coming over, had a barbecue, watched on TV. We all went outside, celebrated, had tea. We had scones, the works. And I still remember that to this day. And it was, was one of those happy moments. Everyone felt great. I also remember, butcher her name, I apologise, but do you remember Holly uh, Willoughby? She wore her own wedding dress. And people on social media slated her saying, oh, you know, you're trying to be something you're not but actually she was just trying to take part of the festivities and I'm sure many people uh, British people even Australian all across the world rejoiced in some way of form who enjoy the royals should we say yeah and I mean in, in a world that sometimes can seem quite hostile and can seem quite um, upsetting I think it's nice to have these moments where we can all come together over a an event or a topic and just you know enjoy and celebrate and i think any reason for people to come together and have a party um is is good enough for me and i think that um it's important that we have these moments you know whether you're a royalist or not i think that it's just a happy moment and um weddings often do that for for, for people they often bring people together speaking of weddings in 2015 the u.s legalized same-sex marriage but that's a huge uh, step forward for sure i think it you know it's something that needed to be done earlier and i think it's just again it was natural progression and i'm very happy that you know it did go um, obviously the in in the uk we legalized it in england uh wales and scotland in 2014 and northern ireland in 2020 that was the more recent and uh yeah Today, LGBT citizens have most of the same legal rights as non-LGBT citizens, and the UK provides one of the highest degrees of liberty in the world. Uh, and, you know, for, for me, um, I, I can't forget the launch of Twitch in, in 2011. Um, as a being a, a, a big gamer, um, especially years ago, and doing a lot of live streaming and video making, um, Twitch was a big part of my life. And, um, you know, essentially, if you were live streaming, you were live streaming on Twitch. I think Twitch really set the, the bar for live streaming um, in the video game world that other people, including YouTube, who is a behemoth in its own right, actually played catch up on. And now there are other platforms available as well, you know. Yeah, it's been really interesting to see that launch and take over. And then Amazon eventually bought them um, in recent years and to see how that's uh, grown. I mean, who'd have thought that live streaming would have became uh, a career for some, would have become a big earner for some. And now with people working from home, it's 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 even bigger platform for many so uh it's quite interesting you talk about like people making a career of it the one that always comes to mind is uh when ninja was bought for a disclosed amount of money uh he did do a podcast of a guy called uh, true geordie and he said it was i think it was seven figures that i think uh, google play offered him so you know some people are getting a lot of money off this and some people like you said launch a career out of it yeah um, talk about careers. I mean, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's career um, was arguably um, <laughs> set to a new a new level with uh, the Oscar he finally won for The Revenant. Um, you know, ever, no one thought he was he was going to get there. It was a running joke by this time. Talk about internet memes. Yeah, uh, I'm happy for him that he got it. It almost seemed to be one of those things that would just never happen. But we saw it in this decade. Almost like one of those fingertips away throughout his entire life. He would never achieve it. And then let's say he's 70 odd. He announces a retirement. His last sort of uh, Oscars he goes to, they give him like a lifetime achievement one. And that would have been it. Like they would have gave him like, you tried, but here's one we're going to hand you not actually one that you received. So to see it in The Revenant, 
I was surprised he never won it for like things like uh, Django Unchained. His performance in that was was superb. And, and The Revenant, I, I still remember, I believe we were doing our student radio at this point in 2016, and I remember very clearly saying to you, if he wins it for a Revenant, I know nothing about the Oscars. And here we are today, I know nothing about the Oscars, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought he was going to get it for The Wolf of Wall Street, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to get it for that. Yes. Well, there are so many movies that he's deserved some kind yeah. of an award for. And he just... Forgetting Titanic. Yeah. Gosh, what a classic. I personally think that the reason that he got one for The Revenant was because of the pressure from the internet. So it was 22 years in the making, if you remember rightly. In 1994, he was uh, given an Oscar nomination. And it took up to 2016 till he actually won an Oscar and actually ever since he's won that Oscar he's only been nominated for another Oscar one more time and that's very uh, recent and that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that's in 2020 but talking about things that uh, people are in love with Tinder um, launched in 2012 I still remember the in university the amount of people who were using uh, Tinder in 2013 that would have been about so still at the apex of its popularity. I don't know if really many people use it now, but it was a massive uh, shift in apps and how people even started using apps after Tinder was launched. I think it was a big sort of step of stone, not just in uh, creating couples, but in creating apps and the usability of apps became more widely accepted and, and known. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, like like many people, I've been on Tinder at some point. Uh, since it came out and um, it, you know it's an experience I think it brings people together sure I mean I think it launched its whole other thing the whole sort of Netflix and chill thing came out around the same time as um, Tinder and that became a whole thing um, I don't know whether it really encouraged healthy relationships but I think that it um, it brought people together for better or worse not to bring the mood down but uh, in my opinion Tinder ruined dating for a little while because everyone was so replaceable, weren't they? I suppose. And everything was so reductionist. Right. An entire human being and almost like a game. to like a little blurb about whatever. Yeah. And then like a few pictures and then that's supposed to sum up an entire person's humanity. Yeah. It's gamifying, essentially, relationships. So there are many great things and not so great things that did happen throughout the decade. Uh, the total solar eclipse in 2017 in August, the false missile warning in January 2018 in Hawaii. On October 2018, Banksy's pain, painting shredded itself and that went hugely viral. 2019 in April, the first photo of the black hole emerged. Video streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, and etc. And also spelt the demise of Blockbuster. And yes, Blockbuster was in this decade in 2010. And I know it started in 2008, so a previous decade I weren't talking about. However, the Marvel comic universe became massive and took over our screens. And together to this day, they have made over $5 billion in all their film catalogue, which is just crazy. We'll be back in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. As we talked about earlier, LSW Minecards are a pack of 45 individually designed cards, each with a tool or task to help you increase your well-being, boost your mood and help you move towards a more fulfilled life. LSW Minecards are designed to help you become more mindful of your thoughts and feelings and give you the tools that you need to take back control of your happiness, focus on the present and spread positivity throughout your life. 
Click the link in the description to find out how you can get hold of your cards today and see if you can take a small step to improve your life. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for in this episode. Stay tuned to the next episode to find out what our future predictions are for the next decade. In the meantime, why don't you let us know what your favourite things were from the last decade? Get in touch via the social media links in the show notes down below. But as always, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, stay tuned for more content from us, and we'll see you on the next episode. Adios. Goodbye. Bye. You're tuned in to the 3Pixels podcast.